Next on BYU Sports Nation, the potential effects of beating Sparty. What would a win over Michigan State mean for the current state of BYU football? BYU junior linebacker Fred Warner on how the defense plans to respond after surrendering 53 points last week. At least they won. Plus, she helped her team crack into the top 20 assistant coach Dilji Taylor of BYU track and field and a freshman of the year in men's hoops. Mm -hmm. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. We are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, October 5th. It's cold in Utah, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with... A proponent of hat hair, Brian Logan. Oh, I got you. man. See, I got I got a beanie on right now for the for the fans that aren't watching. And there's a difference between hat hair and beanie hair, man. <laughs> My beanie hair is just probably way bad right now. It's extra extra nappy. I don't have any gel in it, so I I look like I got a little dreads right now. So it's bad. It's ultimately bad right now. Are you a hat guy or a beanie guy? I'm more of a beanie guy. Uh, I used to be a hat guy until my wife, when I f- we first started dating, was like, Psh, man, you are handsome in beanies. So I'm like, it's all for you. It's all for you, <laughs> boo-boo. I got your beanies. So, yeah, hats, hats really just like if I'm going to the grocery store real fast, I just want to, you know, throw it on. Or if I need a haircut and don't got money to pay for it, then I'll put a hat on, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of hide it a little bit. I can't tell you how many days I wake up and think, I wish I could just put a hat on (laughs) and just go to work. You know, you you could always get like um, more of a a lower cut, man, you know, like like black people. Then you don't got to worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not for everybody, though. Here's the thing. Like there are there are standards within style. Like if I showed up wearing a beanie in Studio B, they'd be like, hey, is it cold in there, Spencer? Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Nobody's going to say anything to you. No, mm-mm. I could kind of do what I want to do, except for I got to shave though. <laughs> I have to shave for I have to shave for Bronco, but I got to shave with BYUT. <laughs> Style by oh, Brian man. Logan. Yes, yes. Hey, let's yes. talk about sports now. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines: Cougar football continuing preparation for Michigan State today. The game Saturday, three thirty Eastern on ABC slash ESPN two. Corbin Kafusi getting more defensive reps, and he's taking close notice of what Sparty brings to the table offensively. They're so set on just hitting you in the mouth every play. You know, they're just going to run the eye, they're going to run the power, and so just play after play. Because sometimes you see teams and their offensive line will get tired or something will happen, and they don't want to do that. But Michigan State is pretty consistent at doing it. Does that not just sound like the quintessential Big Ten power football program? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How does BYU match up with them? And what would a win mean? In an injury report from practice yesterday, Coach Eli Satuiaki said Butch Pau will be a game-time decision on Saturday against Michigan State. The Cougars can undoubtedly use him. They missed him a lot against Toledo. He suffered a knee sprain in the game against West Virginia. Get better soon, Butch. You can see today's post-practice interviews on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page beginning shortly after 1 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune in to that. Jeff Eisenberg of Yahoo Sports projected the BYU men's basketball team to finish third in the West Coast Conference I'm this shocked! Season. Third! Not, not. One, two, third. 
this season uh, with T.J. Hawes as freshman of the year and Nick Emery uh, on the first team All-WCC. Well, there you go. Yeah. Freshman of the year designation for T.J. Hawes. The ginger mamba getting love. <laughs> From Jeff he Eisenberg. Must, he must have watched his video shootings. That's that's the little scouting report that he got for him. You know Speaking I mean? of BYU basketball, the Marriott Center Annex now open for business for BYU men's and women's basketball teams. They will not officially move into the building for a couple of months, but the men's team held their first practice in the Annex yesterday, which included a ceremonial first bucket or dunk by Eric Mika, assisted by one of the major donors of BYU Athletics and BYU Broadcasting, for that matter, Rex Mon. Very cool stuff to watch that go down. According to Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports, the Big 12 is not expected to extend their grant of rights regardless of what may or may not happen with conference expansion. (laughs) That's for you, Jerem Jordan. Wake me up when something happens. Right. And rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. This is Sparta! Granted, it doesn't sound quite as daunting or intimidating as we initially thought it would entering the 2016 season. I just watched that movie the other day, too. Don't get me wrong, Michigan State is still a monster of a college football program, but a game that most of us projected as a loss for BYU over the summer is now much closer to a toss-up. In fact, ESPN's Football Power Index headlines our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. ESPN's Football Power Index has BYU's chances of winning at Michigan State at 50%. 50. Not 15. Nope. 50. 50. Split right Pronounce down the right. middle. Pronounce it right, Spencer. 50. 50? 50. Yeah. <sighs> Man. 50. That's how, that's how you separate 15 from 50. It's 50. <laughs> 50. 50. I'm not going to lie, man. I, I, I chalked it up as a loss. And like on the beginning of the season, you know, on the schedule, they were the highest ranked team at the preseason yep. on BYU's schedule. It's in, in East Lansing. This team is a perennial Big Ten favorite. Yep. Mm-hmm. But because of what has happened, all of a sudden that paradigm has shifted. By the way, BYU is currently favored to win in every other game this season except at Boise State. The FPI has the Cougars 30% chance winning on the Boise Blue, but 50 50 for BYU Michigan State. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. What would a win at Michigan State do for BYU? First tweet in, at Still Team Riley. At Still Team Riley, nice. <laughs> a win would allow my wife to feel much better about making non-refundable travel plans to San Diego in December. Hashtag BYUS. <laughs> now read that with the caps, okay? Oh, a win no. would allow my wife to feel much, much better, better about making non-refundable Travel plans to San Diego in December. <laughs> I feel your pain, brother. <laughs> we didn't practice that, people. We just did that on the spot. I just want to let everybody know that. Now, a win for BYU would do threefold. Number one, you look at it from national perception. Sure, it would give BYU that slight bump they always want in the right direction. National respect. A lot of eyes will see this game because of the Saturday afternoon window on ABC or ESPN2. But because of Michigan State now being unranked after two straight losses, it won't be worth as much 
nationally. Yeah. I think I think too, man. As as for for fans, I think fans will probably say, "Well, they lost to Indiana, and and they're just not the same Michigan State that we know." And so you got to take that win with a grain of salt. And I think I think to somewhat. You, I mean, yes, I would agree with that statement. And this is really more the conversation that me and my wife had. But when you look at analysts, um, you know, us and people that are actually integrated in college football and we understand a little bit more of the value uh, that, that certain games have, this, this would play a, a huge role in, in, in BYU's favor uh, when it comes to that national relevancy, especially when you think of the goal is to try to get into a, a, a P5 you know, conference. Yeah, we can't. We all know we can hang, but yeah, we actually can hang. Look what this win over Michigan State is. You're not going to stun anyone per se in East Lansing, especially when you consider our stat of the day, the 50 50 from ESPN's FPI, and the fact that the Spartans are only a five and a half point favorite at home against BYU. So, yeah, we're not shocking the nation if you discuss BYU beating Michigan State. However, the Power Five conferences are all paying attention, right? They're always watching. They are always watching. Like, they're like Santa Claus. So there is that element to it. Number two, fan base. Pour a little gasoline on embers of a fire that were rekindled with that dramatic 55-53 win on yes. Friday against Toledo. Yes. A win against Michigan State would mean two straight Quality wins. And then homecoming next week against Mississippi State. So think about this. If BYU beats Michigan State, Brian... Nobody's doing homework for a week. That. And the Cougars all of a sudden have a chance to go over 500 in mid-October with a win against an SEC team. Jumpstart the hype machine, Brian! (laughs) Yes. But you got to beat Michigan State first. Yes, that's very true. I remember, man, when we beat Oklahoma in 2009 and we saw the video... I mean, we didn't get to experience it, but they shut down, you know, the the city of Provo. All the fans were running back and forth. Um, they were doing it the right way, though, man. I've never seen, like, fans celebrate where they actually followed the rules. So they were in the streets when the, the crosswalk sign was on to walk. And then as soon as it, you know, said stop, they went back to the sign to, 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 the, to the curves, which is fun. But, I mean, I would almost expect – something like that to happen even though you know Michigan, Michigan State is somewhat down you know two Cougar Nation I mean it's a it's a huge deal man if I were to tell you on July 1st of this year that BYU would be three and three coming out of the first six I guarantee you 90 percent of BYU Sports Nation would be like I'll take it yeah because 100%. of the difficulty of the schedule 100 percent man and I, and I and I think I think that right there leads to, you know, number three, which is, you know, what, what would a, do, a win do for the team themselves? And you got to look at what they've been through the last few games, uh, barely winning, but also barely losing. And to understand that, hey, we are finding our identity. We are starting to see who we are. And with these wins, we now know that we can compete. If we would have played the way that we're playing now back then, we probably would have snagged, you know, two more games. And so we are actually better than what our, um, our, our, the season reflects. Uh, and so now you go into Mississippi state knowing we could smash these dudes. They're, they're down as well. We have confidence. And then most importantly to me, you go to Boise state uh, in a hostile environment and still feel confident that you can, 
you know, compete and play against a ranked team. So, I mean, you boost that confidence. And then I think mm. from the seniors' perspective, and this is the biggest thing that we went through in 2010, was how are we going to get to a bowl game? I'm like, I just got married. I want to experience this with my wife, man. <laughs> I'm like, this is how I got married, guys. I told my wife, I was like, look, if you marry me, we're going to go to the bowl game. We got our own room. Like, basically, babe, I can't pay for the honeymoon, but that's going to be our honeymoon <laughs> right now. And I'm like, to the freshman, I'm like, bro, you guys, I told my wife, I can't afford the honeymoon. I told my wife, if she marries me, this is going to be your honeymoon. I, I need a bowl game. I need a bowl I game, man. I need a bowl game. So, so the stress is completely removed from that aspect because you know heading into November, okay, we should, prob- we should probably be three out of four, right? Everybody thinks we, we can probably win four games. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing. But I would say this, Spencer. You just, if you do lose, don't lose like you lost to Michigan last year. That's not don't going to happen. That's not going, that's not going to happen. I'm telling you, that, that with this team, the way that it's structured, the offense, it's, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to have a 41-second drive because you're not go fast, go hard. See, my, my fear is if they do get you know, beat badly, um, which could happen because you got to think of Michigan State in their situation. They're going through a lot of the, the, the similar things that BYU and more so the offense has went through the last few weeks before turning the corner. Um, and they could come out hot and strong, right? Like, okay, we can't, we got embarrassed, man. Let's 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 get it all together. So if they come out and, and BYU loses bad, then it's the very opposite effect, which is, oh, maybe we are who people say we are. Maybe we do suck, right? And so it's harder to get to get up because you kind of are in this that more of a dis- depressed state. So you know, if you do lose. Lose by a couple. Yeah, well, that's been the mantra of this team this year, right? Yep, exactly. (laughs) All five (laughs) games have been decided by a combined 11 points. Now, as fun as the fan base convo is that we just had, I want to go back to what you just brought up, the third element of what this would do for BYU. And you spoke to what it means to the team. You cannot put a price on what it means for players to begin to buy into a new system. And that is cultivated by winning. Mm. So, yes, the confidence and momentum and getting bowl eligible, all of that is good. But when you have a team that starts to believe even more in a new system. Preach. Woo! Preach. Like it. It matters. Kalani Satake referenced BYU has something to prove, and this is the perfect game to do it against Michigan State. Well, go and prove something to all within the actual program that have an effect on what happens on the field. Exactly. What, on, would a win at, what would a win at Michigan State do for BYU? At VAR underscore Black says it would be the boost of confidence that this team needs going into Mississippi State and Boise State. Exactly Amen. what you were saying, Brian. Amen, brother. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more on Brian Logan's bowl game honeymoon. (laughs) Or not. We're two-on-one with junior linebacker Fred Warner. He talked everything from defense to his favorite cereal. All the good stuff is next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. You know the drill. We're simulcast on BYU Radio with moving pictures on BYU TV and our conversation is rocking right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN to comment on anything that you heard Brian Logan say, including <laughs> the bowl game, <laughs> honeymoon, or beanie hair yes. <laughs> in Studio V. Yes, yes. And, uh, my, you know, I, I, my poor wife, I mean, she loved I don't deserve my wife. You know, I, I build it all up like it was going to be such a great experience, and then we go to New Mexico. <laughs> New Mexico Bowl. <laughs> I was like, babe, I mean, you got to understand that I went to the Vegas Bowl last year. So all that hype came from the Vegas Bowl. I didn't know we Listen, were going to. 
You got to go to the land of enchantment. Oh, yeah. correction. What uh, former President Bush called it, the land of the enchanted. <laughs> right? Oh, man. There was, uh, there was no type of Cinderella or glass slippers or anything <laughs> like that going on at, at all. Anywho, uh, coming up just after 1 p.m. Eastern, tune into the BYU TV Sports Facebook page to see live post-practice interviews from all the players and all of the coaches. You want the latest? We've got it, people. Our Twitter question today, what would a win at Michigan State do for BYU? Download the podcast to hear the threefold mission of BYU football winning against Michigan State. Also, at Brett underscore Meekum tweets in, it would make us 1-3 in three versus the growing group of teams who were ranked at some point but unranked when we played them. Now, that sounds super negative, but think about this. BYU currently has two ranked teams on their schedule with West Virginia and Utah, 22nd, 24th in the AP poll, and UCLA just two spots out. Those are the three losses. Okay, So, yes, it's frustrating to lose, and Michigan State not being ranked is kind of boring, but BYU will still have opportunities ahead. Even though Michigan State's not ranked, it's a quality win. I think you got to look at the big picture, though, and and you have to – you know, once once the dust settles at the end of the season, or even maybe a couple of weeks down the road, you got to understand who these teams are playing, right, and their strength of schedule, and that kind of all factors in to I think a bigger picture and a bigger point. So if BYU is playing a decent opponent from a brand perspective, um, and they may not be ranked in their down, and if they have you know maybe three to five losses against you know quality opponents ranked teams, then that means something. There, there's a little bit more added weight and value. Um, but, I mean, that's something that I don't think fans really recognize and see, right? It's like, oh, they got 10 losses, but, oh, but they lost to all 10 teams that are ranked in the top 10. So, okay, like that, that makes a little bit more sense to me. That's obviously not a scenario. That's just an example. But, I'll have to yeah. reassess what BYU was in terms of ranked among three lost teams in the country. But after the Toledo win, I think because of the strength of schedule, they're one of three teams still in the top 50 exactly. of the Sagarin ratings. And yep. the ESPN Football Power Index, because of the quality of schedule. Exactly. You have to consider that. Mm-hmm. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard, despite not being here today, decided to make an imprint <laughs> on today's show. With this two-on-one interview with junior linebacker Fred Warner, both don't have beanie hair. And both have never played in a bowl game. But they did get to go two-on-one with one of BYU's rising defensive stars. All right, Fred. uh, What have the meetings been like after a game where you win, but you gave up 53? Uh, They've been hard, for sure. Uh, That first day back yesterday, uh, just like what I would have expected from the coaches, they came at us and they challenged us, of course. Um, We watched the film and they showed us everything that we did wrong and of course, they highlight the things that we do right, but there was little that we did right in the game just because obviously you could see by the score um, we have a lot to work on and we just gave up a lot of just missed assignments and just fundamental stuff that was just dumb in the game. So, Fred, what do you think has been the biggest factor from the way the defense played the first three games to the way the defense has played the last two games? Yeah, I think just just fundamental breakdowns right now. It's just it's just little things that we need to sharpen up. Um, it's not it's not that we're not capable. I think everybody on the field is very capable. We have a lot of talented guys, but um, just being disciplined that's that's the one thing that we need to fix. On that final field goal that was the game winner, more relief or excitement as a defensive player? Absolutely relief. If you see my face, <laughs> I'm not even smiling at, at that point. I'm I'm over there on the sideline just praying that we make that field goal. Um, 
but it's just it's just, it was a, it was a tough game, you know. And there's only so much that I can control and that other people control. But you just got to do your job and uh, do it to the best of your ability. How crazy is a game like that where it's just back and forth, and you, you kind of realize whoever has the ball last is probably going to win this game. Yeah, it's obviously not a situation that you want to be in often. Uh, it's exciting for the fans, I'm sure, but uh, it's not. That's, that's, that's something I don't want to do again. Would, and that's the part that's funny. Everyone's enjoying the game, but the defense. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. No, wasn't happy. <laughs> and there was a moment um, that ESPN two caught where you were trying to fire up the guys on the defense. What what was that conversation like? As yes, you're frustrated, but you're trying to motivate your teammates. Yeah, I think that we just came out with the wrong mindset from the get go. I think we tried to just walk in there thinking that it was going to be just a cupcake game. Um, or I don't know, maybe just guys just weren't pumped up for the game, but I was just trying to make sure that everybody knew that I had an intensity that I wanted them to try and meet. And, um, you know, obviously I, I made a bunch of mistakes. I missed, some, I missed tackles, and so I have a lot of stuff that I can work on too, but I just wanted everybody to, to try and push themselves to that next level. Coach Tuyaki was talking about how he kind of feels like maybe he had to, to build you guys up a little bit after, and it's not – he knows how good you guys are, but he wants you guys to realize how good you guys are. Have you, have you felt that from Coach Tuiaki? Absolutely. Uh, every all the coaches have always been so positive about everything. Um, you know, and I think this was like the first time that we had a reality check that oh, these guys are getting on us because we didn't have that great of a, of a performance. And if they walked in on Monday and said, you know what, guys, like we played, we didn't play that well, we just need to fix some things, that would have not sat well with me. I think they came, they came about it the right way, and they they got on us, and we've taken that. And we were anxious to get back and and uh, play Michigan State. Defensively, you've been used in a unique way, almost as the nickelback, if I'm not mistaken. What's that been like to kind of cover in space a little more this year? Yeah, I think it's uh, – I'm comfortable for sure doing it. Uh, I think I'm capable. It's just, you know, showing that I can do a little more. I've, I've showed that I can play in a 3-4 and a 4-3 now. Um, but I just want to do anything to help the team. You mentioned the Michigan State game coming up this weekend, and you guys obviously with the schedule have had an opportunity to play some great teams. What do you guys know about Michigan State? And, and talk a little bit about the opportunity to go back and play at their place. Well, it's not it's not a mystery what they do. Everybody's seen how good of a football team they are in, the, in just the past, and obviously this year as well. Um, they're, a, they're a very physical team. They're going to try and run the football on us, and they can throw the ball. They have athletes, um, and they have very good defense. And so our offense is relying on Jamal a lot, just uh, running the rock. And so that's going to be the biggest challenge for our offense is trying to run, get a steady run game, and for the defense is being able to stop the run. And we've said that um, every single week so far. Yeah, we've heard it every single week yeah. as well. It's been exactly. great. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Fred Warner, the BYU defense. Uh, different mindsets uh, you know, go into different games for different teams. Would you rather play a team that's coming off a win or a loss? Uh, it's, it's difficult because if you, if you play a team that's coming off a win, they're confident uh, after getting that win. And if you're playing a team that's taking a loss, that they're, they're hungry to try and get back and get a win. So it's just, it's, you just got to come play your A game. As a big brother, and obviously with, with Troy being hurt and trying to come back right now, how, how difficult has it been to, to watch him kind of struggle to, to get healthy? Yeah, uh, my biggest thing that I've told him is just that it's it's not the end of the world if you miss a game or two. You want to be able to be healthy. And if you go out and you're, you're not 100% and then you get, keep getting hurt over and over again, that's not the way to do it. You just want to get 100% and so you can come back and be ready to go. Kathy Aiken uh, did a story on you to the aired on our pregame show. So let's right. follow up on some of those questions. <laughs> you did a little, uh, what was it, like family feud almost yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Um, you both ha- you both love Drake as your famous artist. 
Sure, yeah. Uh, best artist. Um, <laughs> you, you said uh, longest yards, your longest favorite? Longest yard, yeah. Yeah. Was that just, that was just something that came to mind. And you I couldn't think of another sport? Not really. really. And no. In the moment, I just kind of picked that one, and I guess you did the same exact thing. So. Now, we're assuming that you're talking about the remake with Adam Sandler, not the original with, like, Burt Reynolds back no, no, no. in, like, the 60s it's or too 70s, young. right? Yeah. I'm, I'm too, too young for yeah. that, but, yeah, it's just the, the remake. And then cereal, you said Cheerios. Now, is there a specific flavor there? Because straight-up Cheerios, <laughs> come on, man. It's Honey, honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't write that part. That makes a lot I more sense. Big, yeah. I, I do. I, I, I got to tell you, though, if you get the opportunity to try the uh, Cheerios with protein. Yeah, I have. Excellent. Of course, but yes. Look the, at but them. The, but the box, the box is a little too small. Yes. It's, it's a little expensive yes. as well, so you got to stick with Honey Nut. That's, yeah. That stipend's good from BYU, but it's not <laughs> yeah, that but good. It's not that good. Yeah. It's not that good, yeah. Fred, we appreciate the time. Good Thanks. luck this weekend. Thank you. Appreciate Great. it. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard two-on-one with Fred Warner. And my level of surprise that Jason Shepard would bring up the protein Cheerios is currently within the ESPN uh, cereal power index <laughs> at 1%. <laughs> I don't even. I never even heard of that Cheerios with protein. Jason's got to get his gains in, How man. Got to get, gotta get that protein pumped. Just eat some steak, bro. <laughs> I take some muscle milk. Actually, just take. Actually, take some Cytogainer. gainer. Oh shoot, I'm probably pumping too much. Send the invoice to. <laughs> send the invoice to Spencer. He said he has my back. Just eat some steak, bro, and drink some muscle some milk. Steak, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's all the that's all the proteins you you know your body can only digest like thirty grams of protein per setting anyway, so you know it's not much you can do. You can't really overload, or else it just you get overloaded. If you know what I mean, Brian Logan. Bringing it on the health front. That's what I do, man. I don't got I don't got big biceps for nothing because I'm because of my genes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of that's the reason why. Uh, no, I mean huh? I, used, I used to be a player, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would a win at Michigan State do for BYU? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. It will give us a boost into the second half of the season, give us a better chance to become nationally relevant. It certainly launches BYU in that direction because you have the two quality wins, which we talked about off the top of the program. But I still think mostly, and just listening to Fred Warner, this is a team that even though they won, they need to prove to themselves that they can win this game and get back to the defense they were playing in the first three games. Now, there have been key injuries that have played into this. There are always mitigating factors, but this team needs to believe again in the system, and a win against Michigan State would make them believe in what BYU is trying to do. Well, it's always good to have a win and still have a lot of mistakes because then you get that that confidence, you get that extra boost because you you then say, wow, we won and we did a poor job, right? However they want to take it in. And so it allows you to stay humble and, and get right back to the grind and improve. Elisa Tuiaki said uh, that he hugged every member of the offensive staff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> For winning against Toledo. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, we have a new edition of Big Deal, No Deal, and it features a freshman of the year in men's basketball. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. There is all sorts of goodness on social media when it comes to following BYU Sports via BYU Sports Nation. Yep, that's right. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter especially, um, Pinterest maybe. I'm still uh, trying to Still get lobbying for yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, real men pin things, Spencer, so... <laughs> Uh, don't judge me. I love love Pinterest, but I also love 
following BYU TV Sports and BYU Sports Nation as well. Um, for all of my updates, anything that I want to get as far as preparing for the game, um, just news, insights, all that stuff, um, you know, BYU Sports Nation gets the job done. So go ahead and follow us. It's follow, follow Spencer. Follow Jerem as well. Um, you know, they get some good stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> Real men pin tweets yeah. or pin things. You can pin tweets too. That you can. Yes. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. BYU football continuing preparation for Michigan State today. They are now three days away from East Lansing. Corbin Kafusi has taken notice of what Sparty specifically brings to the table offensively. They're so set on just hitting you in the mouth every play. You know, they're just going to run the eye, they're going to run the power. And so just play after play because sometimes you see teams and their offensive line will get tired or something will happen and they don't want to do that. But Michigan State is pretty consistent at doing it. There you have it from the BYU defensive end who is taking more and more meaningful snaps for this BYU football team as the season progresses. Now, injury report from football practice yesterday. Coach Elisa Tuiaki said Butch Pau will be a game-time decision on Saturday against Michigan State. He suffered an MCL sprain in his knee in the game against West Virginia. If Butch is on the field... That can generally mean good things for BYU. Yes, and bad things for the uh, running backs. Um, you can see today's post-practice interviews on BYU TV Sports Facebook page beginning shortly after 1 p.m. Eastern. Jeff Eisenberg of Yahoo Sports projected the BYU men's basketball team to finish third in the West Coast Conference this season with T.J. Hawes as freshman of the year and Nick Emery on the first team All-WCC. The YMCA, or the BYU Marriott Center Annex, depending on what you want to call it, open for business for BYU men's and women's basketball teams. The teams will not officially move into the building for a couple of months, but the men's team had their first practice in the annex yesterday, including a ceremonial first slam dunk via Eric Mika, who was assisted by a major donor, Rex Mon. Nice. According to Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports, the Big 12 is not expected to extend their grant of rights regardless of what may or may not happen with conference expansion. Wait, are you yawning? <sighs> are you yawning as we discuss yeah. the Big 12? Sorry. Sorry about that. I have a feeling yeah. the Big 12 might be part of Big Deal, No Deal, which is what we're doing next. Big Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Time to decide, number one. Big deal, no deal. Michigan State will be without Malik McDowell for the first half of Saturday's game. You can go first, Spencer. I would say this is a big deal because BYU should and will be happy to take advantage of anything that they are gifted from the Spartans on the road in East Lansing. Malik McDowell is a first-day NFL draft prospect. He will be taken in the first round. I know his numbers haven't been great, per se, this year, but he's a major player. And so to be able to go against a defense that is already really good and have one of their key cogs taken away, BYU and Jamal Williams should, and I think will, Take advantage as much as they can. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, man. Big deal. And and usually when, when a top prospect, NFL prospect, doesn't do good, um, you know, from a stats perspective, it's usually because they're getting double teamed or uh, teams are trying to run away from them or whatever the case is. So don't let the stats really fool you. 
Um, there's a lot more that goes on as far as the accountability of where this guy is at, how he's lined up, how are we going to block him. And to have that stress removed from an offensive coordinator's uh, perspective and the offensive line, I mean, it frees you up to do a lot more things and a lot more confidence. And, I mean, it allows Jamal to continue you know, down his road. So, big deal. Get a lead on the road early. Wouldn't that be nice? Number two. Big deal, no deal. Michigan State and Mark D'Antonio has not lost three straight games since 2009. I say no deal. It just doesn't matter. This is a different team. Every team is different from year to year. And Michigan State's in a little bit of a funk right now. They got blown out by home against a really good Wisconsin team. So let's not take anything away from the Badgers. But to go into East Lansing and win 30-6 to a week after Michigan State destroyed Notre Dame, that changed the attitude of some teams across the country and prospects of what Michigan State really is. And then they build a lead against Indiana, can't hold it on the road, Mm -hmm. and lose to the Hoosiers in overtime. So this is a team that, whether they want to admit it or not, mentally they are asking questions. There are some built-in doubts. And so the fact that he hasn't lost three in a row – doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because this is an entirely different team, different season, and you have to take it in context. Right now, they're in a funk, and BYU has an opportunity to go in and keep them in that funk. Not so fast, Spender. You say this is a big deal. Huh? I'm, I'm going to say it's a big deal, man, and this is the reason why. Uh, I, I appreciate you saying that it's, it's a new team it doesn't, and it doesn't matter, and that's, and that's so, but... Who is the guy in charge of, the, of every single team since 2009? It's the head coach that's in charge. And so the fact that he hasn't lost three in a row um, tells me that he knows how to whip his teams in shape at the right times. Obviously, because he hasn't, uh, his teams hasn't lost three in a row, he knows, okay, this is the time where I need to either step in in, these, in this area or that area, whatever the case is. I mean, he has enough experience. He's obviously a good coach. So I think it's a big deal, man, and I think it goes to the point of them coming back with a little bit more fire, you know, a little bit more motivation on, okay, let's not make this thing happen again. Those games are spread out, man. They generally spread out the hard games, and so I... <laughs> You know, I'm just not buying into it. Hey, sorry, we're not arguing in this one. (laughs) Maybe the next one. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Yahoo Sports' Jeff Eisenberg projects BYU to finish third in the WCC hoops season. This is no deal. Not even close. One, because we're so far away from actual basketball taking place in the West Coast Conference. Those games don't start until late December, early January. Okay, so how do you really know where a team's going to finish? Because you got to go through the whole non-conference slate. I don't... And Gonzaga and St. Mary's were expected to be ranked and good. And so, no, this is not a shock to I'm me a, in the least. I'm going to go from a player's perspective. It's a big deal, man. You hurt my pride. You hurt my feelings. Does this hurt the to pride, feel, though? To, you know what? I, as a player, it doesn't matter. I, I want my ego to be stroked no matter what, dude. <laughs> I, I want to be known as the big man or on campus, the big team in the conference, all the above, man. I want that respect. I want the respect of, you know what, I am number one in the conference. I am the best player in the conference, whatever the how, case is, man. How so, can BYU yeah. expect that when they've never won the West Coast Conference, Brian? 
I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just playing, <laughs> playing, playing from a player's perspective. So I'm just here so I don't get fined. More importantly, Brian, when were you ever the big man on campus? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Brian, when were you the big man on campus? So there was just one time I got this interception against UNLV um, 2010, and Shane Hunter and um, Vic Soto hey, picked hey, me Brian, up on I'm their shoulders. Ta- I'm not talking about your career. They picked me up on the, they picked me up on my sho- on their shoulders, and I was like eight oh, there feet you tall. Go. There so, you go. There you go. You know what I mean? That's when I was – that was the big man on campus right there. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian Logan. <laughs> Had your moment in the yes. sun. Yes. Where are we? Number four. Big deal, no deal. Eisenberg also projects TJ Haas as freshman of the year and Nick Emery as, the first, as a first-team all-WCC player. I think this is a big deal because this shows me that a guy like Jeff Eisenberg is aware of what the ginger mamba can and is expected to do. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big deal, man. I mean, when you look at um, the potential of playing at the next level, right? A lot of scouts go back and they look at this: the, the preseason awards, obviously the postseason awards as well. But this gets guys on the radar. So again, taking it from a player's perspective, you know, to to have your name out there in a list of many others um, is is huge for you, man. It's huge for your you, you your brand, and obviously for the school. Nick Emery is a player, and so no, that's not a surprise. I'm, I'm not shocked in the least that he would be a preseason first-teamer all-West Coast Conference selection. But T.J. Haas coming off of a mission and uh, being lost a little bit because of that, uh, I think this is a big deal, and it should be a boost of confidence for the Ginger Mamba. Number five. Last one, big deal, no deal. Starburst, Cheez-Its, Skittles, Oh, and OJ, because you got to get your vitamin C in <laughs> as the breakfast of champions. Brian, Brian what in the world? What, man? That's how, how you get big. That's how you get the muscles? That's how you, that's how you get the, I the muscles. I thought you said right eat here. steak and drink muscle milk. Uh, see, everybody has their own uh, formula. And just <laughs> as I analyze Jason's body from about 35 degrees south of the television in HD, um, I, I just think a steak would do good, not honey nut Cheerios with protein in it. Me... Um, you know, I think that uh, obviously Skittles and Cheez-Its and powdered donuts is good as well on Starburst. Here's the oh, reality of this. Here's here's the reality of this of, of having two children and and uh, running out the door. It's like what what what, what can I get? What can I, what can I get? Yeah, I need so, a sugar rush. You know what, dude? I can't lie because the Bible says we shouldn't lie. My kids were asleep when I left today. <laughs> <laughs> so I, had some, I had some time. I just I just wanted Starburst. you just wanted Starburst Cheez-Its and Skittles. Yeah. Yes, it's amazing food. Hey, do do whatever you got to do to survive the day. (laughs) Up next on BYU Sports Nation, she has helped her team into the top 20 cross-country rankings. Diljeet Taylor makes her Studio B debut. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Brian Logan hanging out in Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, you can always watch the rebroadcast every weeknight on BYU TV starting promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern. And speaking of things you should watch, Brian. Yeah, you should watch uh, me breaking down some me, um, teaching me about getting better, about my plays, about getting me some more plays. Brian, every, <laughs> every, every listener and viewer that we had is now gone. They're all gone. Like, oh my gosh. We, we talked about hair, nappy hair. We talked about beanie hair and all of this stuff. This is what happens when I'm on the show, man. I'm just a guest, so you can't really judge me. Just pray for me. Um, but AFR is replaying right after the show. 
Um, got a lot of love on, on Twitter from the fans. Uh, so if you guys haven't seen that, stay tuned and watch AFR, the replay of uh, Jamal and, and us and the guys really breaking down Jamal's uh, performances. It was one, one of the amazing ones, man, that we've seen in a while. So, yep, AFR. You've had quite the show today, my friend. Bowl game honeymoons, as you mentioned, nappy hair. <laughs> See, thing thing is, Spencer, I just I just I just come and I just get to I just do what you guys tell me to do. You know, I put makeup on and you got you guys like it, so I just you know, I just whatever. Also quoted from <laughs> Brian Logan today, real men pin things on Pinterest. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is yes. it's an all timer for you, my friend. Yes, yes, You've yes. outdone yourself it's again. Conf- it's a first team all conference performance. Twitter question today. What would a win at Michigan State do for BYU at Greg Rosenhan? I'm just moving right on. It <laughs> would put confidence in the team knowing they can win on the road before we, BYU, play at Boise. Gotta get that confidence. Believe moving forward. Joining us now, a young woman who has helped her team into the top 20. Speaking of confidence and belief from within, Diljeet Taylor, new assistant coach for BYU Cross Country, Track and Field. Welcome to Studio B. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I chose young uh, as a purposeful word because it's your birthday. It is. It is. Not so young anymore, but thank you. Yeah, high five. I can think of nothing that you would like to do more than hang out with Brian Logan and Spencer Linton on BYU Sports Nation for part of your birthday. It's great. I love any, it. you have any birthday plans? Um, I do. going to go to dinner later nice. with my husband, yeah. Going to run 27 had, miles. No, no running, but we had a great workout this morning. The ladies uh, gave me a nice little present, so got me a little excited nice. for our next, uh, next meet. Well... The, their performance. <laughs> they had a good workout. That's a present. So, yeah, super excited about where we're at. Uh, he wants, he wants something real. He's like, no, what, but what like, they buy like, you. No, yeah, they buy I, you. Know, I know they bake me a cake. I got some of the best bakers on campus on nice. my team. So uh, nice. I'll be eating some cake. How do you like Provo thus far in terms of uh, adjusting to the culture of BYU and, and what the, that's all about? Um, you know, I really love it. It came for my interview, and that was my first time really being on campus as – Looking at it like, okay, this is somewhere where I'm going to be. Um, and it just it felt right. It felt great. And as good as it felt then, it feels that much better now. I, I feel super pumped to be here. So, so how have you adjusted? Because you are – so, you know, we were talking a little bit before we, we came on. I'm actually from the Bay Area. Um, grew up in, in Fremont and Antioch. So I, I, and a couple of my family members are from Stockton. So we have a little bit of a connection. Here. Central Valley. Yes, right, right. Yeah. And I see, that's the thing. I didn't know where Central Valley was. I was like, what is that? Is that what? I'm confused. So when you said that, I was like, okay, she's right down the street from me. Um, but how have you adjusted to just kind of the, the environment and the culture of, of Proba? Um, well, it's, it's actually been a great adjustment. So my two boys that are seven and five, absolutely love the idea of living in Utah. Nice. I am going to struggle with the cold. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I've got like three layers on today. <laughs> it's cold <laughs> and, today. And they you know, girls are running in just tank tops and shorts and I'm freezing <laughs> out there. So I think that's going to be my biggest struggle yeah. is not so much. I love the culture. I love the people. Uh, my team is, is great. I, I just, I love being here. I can't, I'm just speaking from the heart. 
Nice. It's yeah. I know that Brian Logan was excited about the fact that you're married to a former college basketball player, and you brought up your kids, and so he's like, "Oh man, are there? Are we going to get him committed to BYU? Let's go!" Like, yeah, we're early happening? signing. We're early signing. We actually redshirted my oldest kindergarten year, <laughs> so we can develop him for one more year. I did the yes. same thing. Okay, right? Yes. That's really sad. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Let's do that five. Again. Yeah, let's okay, yeah, okay. yeah. It was. It was like a little side five. Yeah, side it was, five. It was a side five. No, so I was telling this story to to Spencer this morning. My son, um, he turned five a couple weeks ago, so he missed the cutoff, right, of going. So he was like, Dad, I'm the oldest in the classroom right now. I'm, everybody else is four. And I started laughing. I'm like, son, you're This da- is the plan. Exactly. Yeah. This is the plan. I'm just happy that I didn't have to purposely do it. You know, just kidding, naturally. <laughs> yeah, but same either, here. Either way, I would have still did it. I would have yeah. still totally. Yeah, no, it's the way to go. Yeah, exactly. See, Spencer? It's mm-hmm. birthday time for Dil G. Taylor on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> And, uh, you know, th- there's a built-in birthday present. Every day you get to come to work with a guy like Ed Eyestone. What's the b- yes. What's the best part of working with oh, Ed Eyestone? Okay, so Easy E. That's kind of easy, <laughs> easy name, right? Nice! Like, yes. Easy E. Um, that was one of my draws, actually, to be here, is to have a mentor like Ed. Yeah. Obviously, he's a legend. Um, I have a p- big poster of him in my office that was brought in, and I just kind of keep it there. But he's nice. motivating. And honestly, like, I think we've got a great working relationship, and that was one of my driving factors uh, to be here. And that's, yeah, it's a birthday every day when you get to be with Ed. A big poster. Yeah. Does he have the mustache in said poster? Uh, no, no, not in that poster. But I have <laughs> seen the stash. I've seen the stash. Oh, it's. Yeah, it's a real, it's the real thing. I, just, I don't think I've seen it. I've probably seen it, but I don't remember. I gotta take a look at it. Yeah, how do you, well, your life will never be the same. Is it Brian. like Coach Olmstead's? It's stash? yeah, it is that status. Is, is that okay? Meanwhile, your women are currently ranked fifteenth nationally. And talk when you look at yes. expectations for you and your number one as an assistant, are they are they exceeding expectations? Um. Okay. So I came in. We were ranked twenty fifth. That's kind of where they ended last year. Pretty much the same group of kids. We got two really good freshmen that uh, that are doing big things for us: Courtney Wayman and Olivia Hoy. But, yeah, I thought, okay, if I come in, and it is going to be great if we get top 20 by the end of the year. So, obviously, coming in, we went up against Weber at the Autumn Classic, and they were ranked ahead of us, and we convincingly uh, took them down, and that was fun. Uh, (laughs) So, it was my first win as a BYU coach, so that that was fun. That's a nice Um, way of you to put that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh (laughs) And then going into Virginia, that was kind of a little bit more of a true test. Going up against Syracuse and Virginia, they were ranked 14th and 16th. So uh, that was kind of like, all right, ladies, like let's do this. Yep. And uh, we, again, convincingly <laughs> won that invitational. I know, nice. right? Nice. So, um, yeah, we're just going to roll with it. We're rolling with it. So now yeah. we're ranked 15th, coaches poll. Um, not really satisfied with that because I feel like looking at the talent that we have, I feel like we are better than that. And yeah. um you know, they're buying in. They've got faith and they believe it. So I was going with it. A lot nice. of excitement. Momentum is like, oh, I'm just like feeding into yeah. that. Yes. yes. In Logan this Friday for the Stephen Reader Memorial Cross Country Invitational. Uh, we wish you the best of luck in northern Utah. Thank you. We would love to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for that meet. Now, what happens is when you come in, yes, grab his hand, grab his hand, grab his hand. Oh, okay. Okay. This is what this Brian is... does whenever he hosts a show. Yeah, we transfer the karma to the athletes I and coaches. Physical touch, you know. I feel like the, he's yeah. so humble. Is his karma? What's it really going to do for me? <laughs> Just kidding. So, Just see, kidding. It, so it depends. It, the, the, it, the, if you're humble, right, it could, it could just become more swag. But you okay. already got a lot of swag. A so. little, a little, you, a little. Yeah, I, I, I would okay. say you got like a 12 and a half out of a 10, you know, on the swag <laughs> We're on level. the same level, then. Yeah, We're exactly, on the same level. Exactly, okay. exactly. So, yeah, it's going to do wonders for you. 
Thank we would you. like we would like you and your swag to sign our stretch white flag that we have for all of our guests. So hand down the sharpie, Brian. Thank Let you. Diljeet on her birthday sign the flag. All right, BYU women's cross country and men's cross country doing big things as she signs the flag. The Cougar Whip coming up next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU continues to prepare for Michigan State today. Coach Tuyaki announced yesterday that Butch Pau will be a game-time decision Saturday versus Michigan State. He is still recovering from a knee injury that he suffered in the game versus West Virginia. You can see today's post-practice interviews on BYU TV Sports, Sports Facebook page beginning shortly after 1 p.m. Eastern. According to Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports, the Big 12 not expected to extend their grant of rights dealing with televisions, regardless of what may or may not happen with conference expansion. Men's basketball. Jeff Eisenberg of Yahoo Sports projected the BYU men's basketball team to finish third in the West Coast Conference with TJ Hawes as freshman of the year and Nick Emery on the first team all WCC. Marriott Center Annex open for business. BYU men's and women's hoops in the building practicing. Now they're not going to move into the building for a couple of months, but at least they can play some hoops there. The first practice was held yesterday by the men's team. Eric Mika took an assist from donor Rex Mon for the first made basket. Soccer. The women's soccer team dropped two spots in the NSCAA coaches poll and are now ranked number five. They are in California to take on LMU tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Eastern. Golf. The women won the Gonzaga match play title with 18 of their 22 individual matches going victorious and went undefeated in team play. The men's team came in first at the Nick Watney Invitational behind two top five finishes. Patrick Fishburne, no surprise, dude balling out. Finished tied for third at three under par, and Peter Quest finished tied for fifth at two under par. Future gets, we will be joined by the women's volleyball head coach, Heather Olmstead, in studio tomorrow. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Brian, do the honors. Bobby. Bobby. Bob Bowlesby. Bob. I want to know how many days in a row. Like, seriously, like, we need to go back and find out how many days in a row we have given him yeah. the rise and shout. And that should be the stat of the And will day. it pay off? That should be the stat of Is the it going to pay off? Stat of the day tomorrow, bro. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Let yeah, me get yeah, Jerem on that right now. <laughs> Jerem, start looking it up, dude. It might take you all day. What would a win at Michigan State do for BYU football? That is our Twitter question, our elite tweet of the day from at SA underscore BYU fan. We can retrieve all the blue goggles thrown away in Michigan after last year's game. <laughs> Well played, my friend. Well played. Thanks to our guests, Dilji Taylor, Fred Warner, and everyone on our crew. Conversation goes 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Brian, I know you're going to find this on demand, right? Oh, yes. All day, every day. Audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Brian, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Sean Covey. Watch Brian Logan and company after further review starts right now. Yes.